Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome back or welcome to my podcast. It is exactly 11.11 right now as I am recording this. And the crazy thing is that I had to re-record this. So you might, you know, know everything about angel numbers, but might be considering why I even mentioned this. Well, it's because I am back today with another interview with a highly intuitive psychic medium. And we actually talk about synchronicity in the episode. So it's kind of crazy, but not really. But I'm still staring at my clock right now. And it is 11.11 as I re-record this since my mic was not plugged in before. So I would love to introduce this amazing interview that I am about to share with you with Jason Zook. Jason is an incredible, highly intuitive psychic medium who is crazily enough a practicing attorney in five states. Jason predicted he had cancer before even being diagnosed and he was able to tap into my energy and spoke about my gifts, really tapping into my energy and what makes me me. Me and Jason discuss how to better trust ourselves and our intuitive gifts since we all have them and how synchronicities play a role in our psychic abilities. So beautiful soul, I'm just going to jump right into this. So if you are ready to dive into the world of everything psychic and mediumship, get cozy. Are you ready? Let's go create. Your brain needs support and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hello, beautiful souls, and welcome back or welcome to my podcast. Today, I have another exciting interview planned for us with Jason Zook. Jason is an intuitive psychic medium who discovered his gifts after his grandfather passed away when he witnessed his first orb. Jason is so intuitive that he even predicted he had cancer before he was diagnosed by doctors. So welcome, Jason. I'm so excited for this interview. I'm into everything like supernatural, but now the deeper I get with my spirituality, I don't even consider it supernatural anymore. I love it. I love yeah. it. Thank you for having me on the show. I'm just so excited to talk to you today. And I appreciate the intro. And I think we're all on our own journey. And uh, as you said, you're, you're on your journey right now. We all are every day. And as we go forward in life, we just appreciate the things we've gone through. The negative experiences give us just as much to be happy about, even in, even in the, you know, the ones we will always cherish and appreciate. And, and coming on your show today has been a very exciting thing for me. I love getting interviewed and showing up on podcasts and talking spirituality and sharing oh, awesome. insight in any way I can. I, I really do. So I, I appreciate the opportunity of all this. Awesome. Yeah, I'm excited too. So, so why don't you share a little bit about yourself with my audience, um, for those of them who don't know you and how your life has changed since developing these psychic abilities? Absolutely. So people ask me like, you're an attorney. I'm like, yeah, I'm an attorney in five States. And they're like, well, how did you do the psychic mediumship stuff? I say, I got trained to be a lawyer (laughs) and I've done that for 20 something years. I've always been intuitive as a psychic, but accepted it fully in 2004 when my grandfather passed away the night as you said orbs of light came into the room and then my life's been special ever since then knowing that we're so connected to ourselves and to the other side and to each other and once we realize that all that all that stuff that's you know automatic when someone we love passes away we go in grief and you know I had my aunt pass away in November and I noticed it myself even though I'm aware of how things work for myself at least from my own point of view the human side with me was grieving my aunt and I realized even though I know she was okay that three weeks before her death I talked to her and that she'd be you know she's gonna cross over she had cancer and she was dealing with uh, pancreatic cancer actually and so the prognosis wasn't as positive but it was hard to have that conversation with her because she knew I'm psychic because I picked up on my deceased dad from 2012 multiple times with her. I even gave her the last four digits of my dad's debit card that she had in, her, of his, in his wallet to have him confirm to me that he was coming through the way he did. And so I guess what I'm trying to say is in terms of my own journey, I've had these spiritual experiences since 2004, and I've grown to appreciate them as something normal. It's, I know we talk about paranormal all the time, you know. But with this stuff, I consider it normal. And I think we all have spiritual things calling us. We all have a purpose and a meaning that's beyond the material, the here and now, that is helping us, our soul, to identify with larger things that are just more important 
And I think the last few years have taught us that, you know, we're not just all about the material gains. Like if you put an MTV video on, you see people with expensive cars and, you know, that's part of life, but that's not the biggest purpose for us. The biggest purpose for us is what can we do to touch each other's lives in meaningful ways? What steps can we take to live our time here the best way we need to? You know, those are the kind of things that I feel like going forward, we're going to all understand even greater than we've been through. Because the last two years, I feel like has been a spiritual awakening for us, a renaissance. When you deal with a lot of loss and negativity, what's the out, what's, what's comes out of that positive, right? Love, healing energy, pulling together, looking past differences with each other to come together and work with one another. Those are the things I see greater collaboration in our world coming up. Mm -hmm. I love that. And I agree a hundred percent. And it's crazy because it's, it's kind of hard to realize in the moment, but it is those tough things that happen, which lead us to the greater good and lead us to realizing, you know, what the next steps are possibly like are possible and what they can be, because we do live in a reality of duality. So yeah. it's, it's like kind of hard to grasp sometimes, but it makes sense. Like you can't know love unless you know hate, you know, there's no right. beauty unless there's like those really harsh times. So Aside from better understanding um, death, for example, how else has your life has changed since, you know, developing your abilities? Because I know, like you said, like you're a practicing attorney. So I could imagine it has changed um, quite you know, a bit. Interesting enough, I'm kind of not that I'm moving away from being a lawyer, but I'm filling my time more with the spiritual stuff in the time being because of podcasting and other, other ways, giving readings or being a podcast, doing life coaching. I'm, I'm working into all those different areas on the spiritual side. I still maintain my law licenses, but I find that if I take a step away a little bit to cultivate, that's what I'm trying to do right now. I'm trying to see what would be like if I spend more of my time, a little more, you know, I'll still do the law side of things, maybe practice areas that aren't as time-consuming for me. Like when I have regular clients, those are time-consuming when I have a bunch of cases. But if I do something like an arbitration or a mediator where I could still be a lawyer, but I'm only showing up doing the work and then leaving, and it's not like I have client engagements as much, it'll free me up to do this stuff more. And that's where I feel like I really want to be and focus my energy this year. Everybody's had this waking up, you know, before 2020, we're all this way. And now we're kind of that way. Well, I'm also like that. And I realize the more I, even I just talk about spiritual stuff with you today, it'll keep me with a higher vibration the rest of the day and in tomorrow. And if I have a good reading that nourishes that as well. And I think the more we can recognize the things that nourish us, that we enjoy doing and not just the things that we get paid for, the greater our value will be and the more we'll feel more connected just beyond just the here and now. That's so true. Like I'm exactly the same way. Like I didn't have a YouTube, a podcast before the pandemic. Now I'm creating an app for the spiritual community. It's like, yes. what is going on? And I'm a full-time scientist. So I love this. it's like, and I love science so much. So for me, it's like exciting to tie in the science with the spirituality, but yes, a hundred percent. Like I know the pandemic has been very hard for some people, but I must say, like, for me, it was actually like a blessing because I'm, I'm a very social person. And for me, although I had a different than most people, because I was an essential worker, I was always going out to work because I work in a laboratory. So I have to physically go to work. So I was working. I was always constantly leaving my house during the pandemic for work. So for me, I may have like a different perspective than other people, but because I was, you know, engaging socially the whole time, but coming home and just being forced to just be with myself, it was the best time ever because it, I really deepened my self-love. Um, so a hundred percent, I know, you know, for some people listening, they could still be going through those tough times. And now there's like a war going on. Um, but it does help to kind of realize and remember there is going to be another side out of it. And like you said, there's always positive that comes out. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I want to thank you though for being you and doing what you did during the pandemic. Cause without you doing the work you did and having the ability to, to be brave and venture out there, um, we probably wouldn't be getting through this pandemic right now. And so that to me is, you know, first responders or any critical role, I, I always have so much gratitude because since I was a cancer survivor from a few years earlier, my doctor's like, just stay home, <laughs> just yeah. work remote, stay home. And I became like a, a hermit and I'm, I'm the social psychic, not the socially isolated psychic. <laughs> So I did, I just went this past weekend up to, it's called Rainbow River. It's a, it's a, it's a natural, you can go paddle boarding. And I went with a group of friends and I had so much fun yesterday. And that was like the first time I've been, I mean, I started going out socially recently, but for any, you know, you took these risks and I so appreciate that about you because, and I love that you're a scientist 
Because being yeah. a scientist <laughs> and going into spiritual, it's exactly what we need. We need people with your background, with my background, who can make it on the, you know, the concrete levels of our society that we study and get these specializations and these degrees and we're tested, tried and true with yes. evidence and all that. And the, you know, the scientific method, for example. And so like you can take what you're learning there and your specialty and then apply it to what you're going you're gonna to be even doing more as a messenger in the spiritual realm. When you create an app, that's not by accident. That's intended. Your spirit guides, you're intuitive. You're a science, a scientist, intuitive type person. And I feel like it derives from your lineage. I feel like you've had some very strong women in your background that are also very intuitive, that are also very protective of you. And a couple of them are on the other side, like an aunt yep. and a grandmother or somebody, somebody close there that protects you and guides you and is giving you these creative downloads, as I call it, where you're saying, oh let me God. make an app for that. <laughs> I love it. That's literally what happened. Thank you so much, first of all, for saying that. But yeah, that's literally what happened because when I started my spirituality, like I said, I'm very social, but my boyfriend and my friends are not in, into any of this stuff. Uh. And I was like, I'm in New York. There has to be other crazy hippies out there like me. Yes. Like, why can't I find them? We're everywhere. I know. <laughs> We're just hidden under roles. Like you could be a lawyer by day. And I just always say I'm a lawyer by day. And then I, I turn into this psychic medium at night that gives all these spiritual topics. We talk like, you know, it's funny how it works, right? In our society. It's and it, it should be more mainstream. This should be more mainstream, our conversation. Like you being a scientist, working on the stuff you're doing in this, in the podcasting realm and YouTube and, and the app, like that should be like accepted and, and encouraged. Everyone who has insight and, and intuition should be able to help enrich the lives of others, offering validity, reassurance, clarity. That's what I feel like I do every day. You're doing the same thing with your background. We're, we're, we're basically clarifiers for every everybody else. We help yeah. clarify our purpose, our meaning, and why we're here, and even the tough things we're going through. Which I love it. That. It just, it's so incredible. But I honestly do believe it is becoming more and more mainstream, yes. which is incredible. But yeah, I agree. This should just be like normal, everyday stuff. And yeah, so my uh, background, like my family's like from Haiti. So oh, they're into all of that, like cool. You're spiritual. spiritual. You're very strongly spiritual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So 100%. And yeah, I, I did. I, I received it like a download. And it's like the first time I invested as much money as I did in myself. And I just went with it. And I didn't, you know, after, you know, there are times things come up, you question it. But it just it just felt incredible. Like I just felt like this is something that I had to be doing and I did it. So oh I, I love it already. I love it. I'm gonna I, I already I was gonna ask you at the end. I'm gonna definitely book a reading with you. Okay, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'll say this to you too, by the way. I see you doing life coaching and spiritual counseling as a life coach in the future. So that may be something you do down the road to Ooh. add on to everything else you're doing. Oh my god. Oh my God, this is awesome. So I know that in your bio, it said that you predicted that you had cancer before you were even diagnosed. So what was that like? And how, how did that, like, how were you so in tune with your body that you were able to know? Great question. I, uh, you know, it's funny. I, I, since 04, when my grandfather died, I took several years to kind of accept that I had been able to communicate with deceased loved ones and, and my intuition, once you start working on it and you start doing it regularly, it's like a muscle at the gym. Mm -hmm. You don't see well-built people who don't work out. Just like you're not going to see good psychic intuitive people who aren't making it a daily practice in their life. So I started giving readings in 2017 on Groupon of all things. Mm -hmm. I decided to give myself like a psychic internship, meaning I'm not going to hire, I get hired by somebody and ask for an hourly rate or, you know, for my time, unless I know what I'm talking about. And so I decided to do a Groupon and I offer Groupon readings. And I did that for a year and a half and I, I just had a really positive response. And then I was working at my office and I went downstairs and I looked at myself in a full view window, which at that time, it was a dry cleaners. It's an older building, you know, large picture windows. You got them in the city or in New York. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, you look at your reflection, you're kind of looking at what you have on. And I'm, I'm, I'm scanning myself in the mirror, a full length mirror. And I'm like, all of a sudden, without me, how nice the day was, it was March or, you know, the weather wasn't so hot in Tampa. So I was admiring the, the weather and just the moment. And as I did that, my intuition said, wouldn't it be weird if I had cancer in my body and didn't know it <laughs> just popped out. And I was like, put that thought away. Like, no. <laughs> so then I, I repeated it to myself and realized, wait, that's weird. Like I've always been in tune with my body when I have diverticulitis. Like that was a, a thing I had for 15 years. And it was because of the diverticulitis. I was supposed to have surgery to get a CAT scan done before I went into the surgery for that, that five months later, 
I found out about the cancer diagnosis. But when it happened in March of 2018, I spoke to several coworkers about it, family, friends, and I did it in a joking way. Like, how crazy would that be if I somehow felt that I might have cancer and didn't know it? And everyone's like, that's ridiculous. That's not accurate. I said, you know what? I'm not always accurate. I doubt it's anything to really worry about or be concerned about. Fast forward to July and August when I had my CAT scan done. And then my doctor's like, oh, well, we're definitely doing the diverticulitis surgery, but you got to go and get an MRI. And I'm like, oh, really? What for? And he's like, well, you have a growth on your kidney and we suspect it's uh, stage one kidney cancer. But we also have a growth on your lung that's showing up in this CAT scan and a growth on your liver. Oh and I'm God. like, okay. So I Google it. You know, we all Google things. Hmm. Stage four cancer does not sound so good. I'd rather do the stage one, but I had to wait three weeks. So during that three week hiatus, as I'm working as a, as a lawyer every day and doing my own thing and staying strong for family and friends so they don't worry about me, internally, I'm like going through this tug of war. Like, am I going to die? Am I going to live? And I always felt this nudge of you're going to be okay. My grandfather coming through, he would nudge me. You're going to be okay. It's not, you know. But for three weeks, I had to work through that. And that helped me, I think, in terms of my viewpoints on things. Like I don't take life as seriously and get hung up on these things that we also worry about so much in this level. And I think it's helped me even through the pandemic to you know, journey inwards. And the more, like you said, the more you journey inwards, you get to know yourself, but you also connect to this larger fabric that is who we all are. We're all one connective one. It's like if you get outside of the earth and you stare at the planet, that's a one whole thing you're looking at. Then as you zoom in further, we see all these people. And then when you zoom in further on us, we have cells and all these. I mean, you want to talk about how interesting that could be to talk about, but that's a whole other topic. But we're not just one thing. We're connected. You and I are connected today talking, but we're also connected being part of a larger entity called the universe. Exactly. And spirituality. We're all made of spirit in our energies. And that's where we can connect really strongly with each other. Exactly. Wow. That's that's crazy that it just like popped up into your, your head like that. So well, like when, th- when that thought came in, like, oh, like, wouldn't it be crazy? Like if I had cancer, well, how do you tell, that was actually gonna be one of my questions later on, but how can you like trust yourself and know that what you're hearing is an intuitive hit and not just necessarily just the mind talking? Nominal, yes. phenomenal question. And it took me 14 years to figure that out <laughs> or 13 years from the time I first had my first spiritual experience Till the time I said, oh, yeah, I am a psychic. I, I got a premonition dream that told me that I'd call myself Jason's a social psychic and that I'd have a reality show someday and I'd be an entertainer at some point and I'd get paid through advertising revenue. And it just happens to be that I'm working on being a professional podcaster and working on production projects as we talk. Wow. Ideas. It's in the idea stages. But nonetheless, um, in terms of the big picture, I tell people you have to have confidence in what you're gaining. The information that comes to you. It's like my mom, she's 75. She didn't accept what came to her in terms of the information. That's not from the five, five senses. They come from spiritual senses, as I call it, until she was 73. And that was because she and I were on an airplane together, flying up to New Jersey to attend my nephew's communion. And as I was on the plane with her, I read for the person in between us on the seat in the middle seat. And as I read for that person, my mom said everything I picked up about her, she picked up as well. And that's when she realized these aren't things you just dismiss. So the best answer I'll give you is to get out of your own way. If you're getting information, quiet the ego and say, ah, that's not accurate because, or ah, that doesn't make any sense, or ah, quiet that and say, what am I receiving this information for? Why am I receiving a message about X, Y, or Z? And is it something that I should pay attention to? And the more you pay attention to those nudges and the more you realize not to sabotage or self-doubt yourself, it's all interconnected. You'll, you'll learn in the big picture of it that these all, all these things happen for a reason. So if you have a nudge, for example, and you're thinking about someone that you love, if it's your partner or your parent, or whoever it is, and all of a sudden they text you, that's not coincidence. That's more than coincidence. That's a spiritual connectivity that you have to the person you love. Love connects us to each other. So when you get things, when you get signs and messages, and we all have like different abilities, I think. When you do that, just know it's coming to you for a reason. Learn to trust it. And over time, you, you will. The more you do it and the more you're able to let your ego not intercede and, and, and confuse you, then you'll be able to be, able, you'll be more in tune with yourself. And that's how I find it happens better. Like, for example, I went from just reading friends at a bar when I was younger. I'd go have drinks and go to happy hour. And as I had a few drinks in me, I'd lose my inhibitions and poof, 
here comes a psychic Jason that would just walk around, start reading people and talking about their deceased aunt and uncle. And I, I had girls crying at the, at the, at the bar. And my <laughs> friends are like, what did you do? And I'm like, I'm connecting her with her dead aunt. Why is she crying? She's crying because she's excited, but she, it's an emotional experience. I'm not yeah. doing it to terrorize people, but people get mad at me at first. They think I'm making this girl cry and it's not the reality. Well, it's, yeah, you're supposed to be the wingman and I'm making the girls cry. <laughs> it's yeah, it's not going to help them in any way whatsoever. So like, it's kind of, you know, but you learn to accept your role with how things come to you for a reason. So I, I learned to accept that I decided to start doing professional psychic readings. And that was kind of challenging for me. How am I going to do this on call? I, I'm used to having a few drinks in me and I go out socially and do it. And then I go from that to, oh yeah, I'll, I'll meet you at four o'clock <laughs> and I'll read you. <laughs> and then and it just happens. The more you do it, the more you get used to it. It's like going to the gym. The more you get into fitness and the more you make that a part of your life, the same thing with psychic readings. The more you get into it, the more you dive into it and fit into your life, the stronger you'll feel and the more balanced with it you'll be grounded and you'll be able to see these signs as they come in and not doubt them. I love it. So I, it's mainly just trusting yourself and like being open. Absolutely. Because sometimes people tend to think like, oh, that person can do it, but I can't do it. But like you, I believe we all have gifts and the things that we show interest in are the things that are ready. Because I truly believe that anyone and everyone can have like all the clairvoyance, they can tap into all these gifts. Some people during their lifetime might not even consider it. I don't think it's because they can't do it. It's just where they're at spiritually, it may not be possible for them. But if you're thinking, oh, oh, maybe I'll do, you know, intuitive readings, maybe I'm like a psychic. I, I feel like the reason like you're asking that question, because there is a part of you that's ready. And as long as you keep trusting yourself and you're open to it, it just will just naturally. 100%. 100%. And when people call me for readings, if I pick up, I, I can pick up in someone's energy like you, I can pick up who's intuitive, who has a deeper connection than just the average person. They're either aware of it or it's passed down to them or it's just spiritual. The connections are there and you have that. And so when I read other people, I'll be like, oh, you know, you're an empath. Did you know that? Well, I get really emotional about this and that. Yeah, because you're an empath. It just means you're in tune with that. We all have psychic abilities, I believe, intuitive abilities. When I look at athletes perform on the field with their laser, you know, their laser focus or musicians or entertainers or anyone who stands out in the eye and, you know, even, even influencers, how the heck do these people get millions of followers from posting these dance-a-thons on TikTok or looking silly <laughs> on Instagram or posting different, I've watched these things and I'm like, how interesting that someone could get paid doing this smiling and then a million hits. And I'm like, that's because they have the intuition to know to do it at the right place at the right time and how to do it. And they're charismatic, but those are all forms of intuition. And we, I believe they are. And I think that when we understand that better, that sometimes there's people have this excessive talent and abilities and charisma. Well, there's forms of intuition that give them that there's forms of insight. And we'll figure that out in the future, if not some point, but it, everyone has something. Yeah. Everybody. Exactly. Oh, I love it. So like, you were talking about how like when your um, grandfather comes to you and your aunt and you even tapped into like, oh, like you think like you see like, you know, passed on um, female presences in my, in my life. Do you like, because I know it's different for everyone. Do you like see stuff? Do you like hear voices? How, like when you, when it's your grandfather, for example, versus your aunt, how do you differentiate between the two energies? Great question. Great question. <laughs> you know what? I'll tell you like this, for me, at least. When my loved ones come through to me, they have a certain signature, energetic signature, spiritual signature. My grandfather is his unconditional love that washes over me when he communicates. He doesn't have to say much. I feel the, I feel it. I know it when I feel it. And when he comes in and he says, son, you're going to be okay. Hurricane, um, there's one that hit your uh, Florida here a couple of years ago. And I remember we were panicked about it. And I do hurricane work for being a lawyer. So to be panicked about a storm coming my way was unnerving. And I remember we evacuated from where I lived to go to a friend's house further up inland. And my grandfather came to me as I was evacuating with my family and my, and my mom and I, and my, he's like, you're going to be okay. You're going to get past this. The storm's not going to hit you. Your, your property is not going to be damaged. Everything's going to be fine. That was five days before the storm came through Irma. So Irma comes through, guess what? It weakens before it gets to Tampa and it becomes like a tropical storm event, not even a hurricane, but it was a category five with the lowest recorded blah, blah, blah in the Gulf ever. That scares people. Yes, yeah. It invokes fear. It hopefully prepares you, but it invokes fear. Even with the pandemic, when that started up, I remember I was on my way to go pick up my mom to bring her by me for a couple of weeks. And as I went to go pick her up, my grandfather in a calming voice said, son, you're going to be okay. You're going to make it through this pandemic. You may get it, 
but you're not dying from it and your mom's surviving it. And that's exactly what's happened two years later. I got it in January, was out of work for a while, like everyone else who gets it. And then I got beyond it and my mom never got it, thank God. But I, I felt those reassurances and I just feel his comfort. My aunt, she comes to me in dreams. We get visitation dreams. Mm-hmm. You will have deceased loved ones come to you in a dream. And don't doubt that anyone listening, that if you have a dream with your loved one coming through, there's a reason for it. Pay attention to it. Don't just shy it off and be like, oh, I got to hear from grandma yesterday. Well, that wasn't really her. Why not? If she's making the effort to come through to you in a dream, that takes effort on her part. Mm-hmm. Accept it as such. We are not just physical beings living here with the once in a while glimpse of the spiritual world. In my opinion, we're spiritual beings living in a physical world. We're connected to the higher powers that be, but we disconnect ourselves because like light pollution in New York City on a hot summer day with haze, so can we block out our own spiritual connections from our own self-doubt, worry, disbelief, etc. And if you clear your mind, stay grounded and tune in, you'll be surprised what you pick up on. And it might help you understand that we have a larger meaning and purpose than even what we intend or believe. Yeah, yeah. And it's I've heard um stories like for my my cousin. I'm gonna I definitely because you're you're right, I've had some crazy experiences myself. So I'm gonna um talk to that later. But when you were talking, it reminded me of my cousin. When my grandma died, my cousin was my was with my other cousin and he was leaving. They worked at a camp. He was leaving and then he turned to my other cousin. He was like, I think my grandma just died. And he explained it as he was just getting into the car and he heard in his head my grandma's voice saying in Creole his name and saying that she was leaving and he's never had any of those experiences before and he's not one of those people who just says things just yes. to say them and he said he called ended up calling his dad because his dad was at the hospital with my grandma and he's like yeah she just passed and I was just like oh my god <laughs> It's crazy. And then even my boyfriend's um, great grandfather, when he passed, he was like a machine. He was like 95 years old, still driving, square dancing, ex-military vet. <laughs> like it was, it was crazy. I love that. I love was, that. I love it. And all of his marbles on no medication, no oxygen. He was such an amazing, amazing person. And he ended up getting sick. They did an x-ray and realized he only had one lung, one functioning lung that whole time. And when he passed, the morning before he passed, he called my boyfriend's grandma, who was his daughter, and said like, oh, this is such a beautiful place. They just gave me a bath. They gave me a really nice robe and slippers. And they told me I'm going home today. And my boyfriend's um, grandma was like, what do you mean, dad? Like, you're not leaving yet. He's like, they told me I'm going home today. So she ended up talking to the person in the room and they're like, oh no, he's not getting discharged yet or anything. And that was probably at like nine o'clock in the morning. And then after that, like everything was fine, went back to normal. He ended up passing around like 2 p.m. He waited until my boyfriend's mother and um, grandma ended up getting there. But they said how they could basically sense. It's like he got a preview of where he was going because she said, the voice he had on the phone sounded like him like 20 years prior. And it was, it was incredible because like I said, he wasn't on any medications, even when he was in the hospital, they weren't putting him on drugs or anything. A lot of people say like, Oh, when you're about to die, you get a little loopy, but he wasn't even on those drugs that cause those reactions. And it was just the most like insane thing because especially knowing who he was, you could tell it's like, he saw where he was going and the fact that he said oh they tell me I'm going home and it was during the time so in line with what I was believing spiritually is that like you know basic law of physics energy can't be created or destroyed (laughs) but we just go back to where we come from so the fact that he even called it beautiful I was like oh yeah it's crazy you know you just scientifically established what I believe spiritually at the same time that we go back to where we start and energy is infinite. And that if you break it down to energy, like lights lighting us up for this interview or the sign behind me or our cell phones or whatever, that if that's energy and we're made of energy, then why is there any difference? And that exactly. if I love Easter and I love Cadbury eggs, and I just use a simplified explanation of what I believe we are, you know, if you were to think of us as Cadbury eggs, the outer shell, that's our body. And the spirit is what's inside. And so when we cross over 99.9% of who we are goes to the next spot. And I believe what you're describing when he, when he said he was going home, 
sometimes our loved ones talk to us before we cross over. My grandfather came to me two months before my grandmother passed away to tell me that he's dancing with her again and that he will be there when she's ready to come back. Aww, come come so over. Beautiful. And then she had pancreatic cancer. And she, when she died, she remembers having dreams of dancing with my grandfather her last few nights left. Oh, and so wow. the spiritual realm is there. Yes. It's there. It's around us. And so when we cross over, it's 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 a beautiful process. It's so nonchalant. It's like watching TV while falling asleep on the couch. Mm-hmm. It literally happens so subtly. We get assigned a greeter on the other side to tell us, by the way, you're crossed over. No, I'm not. And it's a big letdown for people like, wait, the buildup my entire life, the fear, death and worry. And it's like falling asleep on the couch while watching TV. It's a very seamless process. Like if I was to tell you right now, you're, you're breathing, you'd say, yeah, I'm breathing. Well, I'm bringing it to your attention. Right. Mm-hmm. But before that, it's not something you pay attention to. That's the actual mental construct of what death's like. You don't pay attention to it. It happens. It happens so seamless that you're like, where am I now? And then you meet your grandfather, whoever has crossed over first. And they're like, hey, I'm here. You're okay. You're spiritually protected. You're not, <laughs> you're on the other yeah. side. Now you get to see what we do. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's exactly so, like that. It's so crazy. And even with the near-death experiences, because what my boyfriend works in finance and one of his, it's funny, the coworker that was making fun of COVID the whole time ended up getting covid and he got really, really sick, like in the hospital. He was in a coma, ventilated, everything. He was able to pull through. When he came back, he was like, oh, no, I was with my father. We met at a bar. We had some drinks. And he told me I had to go back for my son. And he had this whole, like, crazy yes. near-death experience. And he literally came back a completely different person. And even in um, the hospital, there have been reports of near-death experiences where people are having surgery. Their eyes are taped shut because they, ta- they tape your eyes during surgery. Oh, really? That to me. I'll share that with you since you bring it up. I don't always talk yeah. about it. Yeah, uh, when I, had my, I, had, I had my cancer surgery in September of 2018. Then I recovered from that. And then I went for a colonoscopy before I went for my diverticulitis surgery. And as I was under the anesthesia for about a half hour when they do it, I've had them before. They don't scare me. I had a spiritual experience where I was in the garden. And what I described, if I'm looking at you right now, we're talking, and this is 4K. This was like 100,000K. I was in a garden. My grandfather was there. My grandmother was there. Other relatives I'd never met before were there. And I had this, like when my grandfather came to me in the hotel room I mentioned earlier, the unconditional love that you feel, that's what I felt in this experience. I felt this unconditional love everywhere was a tangible thing. Not like I say, I love you. And you say, I love you back. This is everything's love. It's just what it is. And my grandfather said to me, son, I love you. You're going to be okay. I know you have another surgery coming up. When you wake up, call your mom, let her know you're okay. And tell her that I've heard every prayer she said for the last three months. You're not, you're not going to, you're not going to die before her. She's going to die a natural death as a mother does. And she doesn't have to bury her son. So I come out of my anesthesia and the nurse is there. And I looked at the nurse. I said, oh, don't argue with your husband anymore about your son's graduation party and I'm like coming to she goes what I said don't argue with your husband anymore and don't argue with your son or she looks at me goes away comes back with another nurse and the other nurse is like you picked up on her husband I was like yeah I'm a psychic and she's like well her husband died last year and I said and then she comes back and she says I don't know what you're picking up on but keep going and I said you're, you're you have a son that's about to graduate let him do his thing and don't worry about it. Long story short, she did have a son who's graduating. They were arguing that morning about the graduation, all that stuff. And uh, it was November of 2018, graduations in June. So for me to pick up on that. And so then I get discharged and my best friend picks me up and I'm in the car with her. I grabbed my phone, called my mom. And I said, mom, I just had an amazing experience with grandpa. She's used to these. And I told her exactly everything I said to you about how I'm going to die a natural death. She'll die before me like she should. And my mom starts bursting into tears on the phone. My mom's not an emotional person. She was a a teacher in Patterson, New Jersey for 27 years for special ed students. She's got a tough, she's, I mean, she's emotional, but she doesn't cry at the drop of a hat. She started crying because she said, oh my God. I go, what? She goes, that's been my private prayer since you got diagnosed with cancer. I go, what do you mean? She goes, I tried to stay strong the entire time you had it, but every single night I would watch TV and then I'd shut down and I'd pray to God and I'd pray to daddy. I love you. Please send me some type of sign that Jason's not going to die before me. Cause as a parent, I would never want to have to bury my adult son. And I just want to live a normal life, enjoy my time here and, and peacefully cross over. And so the message I came back to almost mirrored what she prayed every day. So she knew, and I knew that that was really my grandfather and that garden drill wow. 
and that love is real and that unconditional love is real, I should say. And love is infinite and it's, and it's unconditional and it's, it's really what we're all about. And that gave me a lot of experience because I was under anesthesia. It's not like I died. I, my heart didn't stop. But spiritually, yeah. since I'm so in tune with things, my grandfather was able to come through to me. And I think the anesthesia helped. And so every time I have a procedure, I'm like, ah, I wonder if I'm going to have my, you know, <laughs> if I get put under for a dental procedure or something, I joke about it. I was like, oh, is grandpa pop in now? Or is yeah. it, it's kind of funny, but yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. That's such an incredible experience. Even the fact that you were coming out of it and you were able to connect with that nurse. Yes. Yeah. Cause people have had like crazy um, experiences like that, like in surgery, like complete flat line, heart stop like there and during surgery they tape your eyes shut because if you do wake up in the middle that could be you know you don't want to wake up and see yourself cut open but there have been people who have had those near well I guess for them it's near death because they came back but technically they died and they were able to tell them with no medical knowledge of anything like oh this nurse came in, you brought in this instrument, you guys asked for this tool, then this doctor had to rush in. They were telling them what happened after they flatlined. And the hospital was able to say like, yeah, that did happen, but how did you know? And it's, it's, they were completely like dead. Mm-hmm. And even, you know, and even so like their eyes were taped shut. So it's like, how could you even see? And then that's when people start realizing that your consciousness doesn't actually reside in your body. And it's something completely different or even in your mind for that instance, mind, you know, brain was cut off from oxygen and everything. And it's, it's such an incredible thing. You know, what the beauty of this is you're a scientist yeah. and you're able to apply your scientific talents, to these topics. Yeah, I love that. It's so much fun. That's it like is. my favorite thing to tell people. And it's the easiest thing. If energy can't be created or destroyed and we're full energy, obviously when we're batteries we die, for ourselves. Yeah. Obviously when we die, it's not just nothing. That's, that everyone agrees to that law of physics like just how kind of like you can manipulate electricity and kind of flow it through different ways but you can't really essentially create it when you think about it it was just kind of flowing all around us and we learned how to harness it and use it but yeah that's my number one argument for Uh, everyone (laughs) i'll use this i'll use this anecdote to support your your argument if people go to a cemetery to like look at relatives or try to communicate with their relatives and they feel so sad because they don't feel like they can communicate with them all the time I say, would you go to a junkyard and go visit your first car from high school and try to connect with your car? Because that's what our vehicles are. That's our bodies are vehicles. So if you're trying to go to a tombstone to connect with your loved one, I'll say, look, go sit on the couch, have something to eat, relax, close your eyes, pray and meditate. Guess what? You're more likely to reach your grandfather, your aunt, whoever, because they're like subtle Wi-Fi signals. When you mm-hmm. let go of, the, of, the, of the, the pollution of our lives, when you let go of whatever distracts us or whatever keeps us from being grounded and centered, that's why we think it's such an invasive thing. I, I would say that we're all spiritual beings. We all have these experiences. I've just, when you put yourself out there like you're doing now, you're going to have more people come to you as time goes on from your audience, from your platforms, from other people who respect what you're doing. You're going to see it just like I've seen it myself. And I believe that we're really helping to educate a lot of people that we're not like some isolated experience, like your, your cousin, that's a reason. There's a reason for that. He's being opened up. He's being alerted that we're in a spiritual, we're all spiritual bodies. We're connected for sure. Yeah. Oh, I love it. This is why I could talk about this stuff forever. (laughs) So how does like synchronicity come into play Mm -hmm. with everything like intuition and psychic abilities and spirituality? Like how does synchronicity come into play with all of this? I call it a law of nature, just like love is a law of nature. And if you think of it that way, synchronicity is what helps us to understand the other side and the larger purpose. And for example, angel numbers, let's say that you're thinking about your loved one and it's 222, 333, 444. I will say that that happens to me all the time. I have synchronistic numbers constantly. When they synchronize with your thoughts, with your fears, um, they come through as reassurance. They'll come through. It's like spiritual Morse code. It helps us communicate with our loved ones, once we can understand what these signs and messages are all about. So if, for example, I remember in the past, I was trying to contemplate a big decision for me at the time was, should I get a larger office space or stay where I'm at as a lawyer? And my grandfather literally left a penny by my tire as I went outside. And and look, a skeptic could say, well, anyone could leave their change in a parking lot. Yeah, but does anyone relay messages to me after I'm contemplating something within minutes of that? I also found a penny in my washer machine and I don't have any change in my pockets. 
I found pennies everywhere, feathers, birds, messages. You can be thinking about somebody and next thing you know on the TV pops on something that's very connected to them that you know, if it was on, if they were alive, they'd be watching that, mm. like their favorite movie or a favorite video or something or a program. And it's interesting. So it's synchronicity is, it's a force that when we understand it, it's like a higher level force for us because that's once you accept your spiritual. And if you accept your spiritual, then synchronicity becomes more obvious. Yes. Uh, I feel like for me, I'm trying to think of an example. I, I, I can think of my grandfather coming to me in a dream a year ago. And I was a little stressed out because of COVID and finances because things were slow with the, the lost stuff with COVID. And I thought to myself, well, I hope I know I'm going to make it through. Things are going to be good. You know, my grandfather comes to me in a dream and says, look for what happens tomorrow. Look for the signs. Look for the look for what, you know, the, the, the actual occurrences, the patterns. So I've started to learn not just synchronicity isn't just numbers that line up or songs or any of those kind of things like we talk about. It could be that day I woke up and I had four new clients as a law firm, four new people wanting to come on my show and four new people wanting readings. Four, four, four. It wasn't just one, one, one. It was four, four, four. And that, that basically told me, don't worry about, don't project down the road. Don't worry about what's going to happen big picture. Look at what you got coming in your life right now. Accept the blessing. And no, you just have to sometimes take that blind leap of faith that you can get from point A to point B and not be concerned about it because you're going to be all right. You're spiritually protected. And I got through that. And I understood that from that whole experience. Yeah, because I know sometimes people get lost in like the meaning. Like, what does it mean when you see numbers? Or, you know, those types of four clients for this and for that. So how do you, like, for example, when you see the numbers, do you just connect it to what you were thinking previously? Or like, because I know some people get, like I said, lost in the meaning. Like, what does it mean? Sometimes I you have to, see the numbers. And I will tell that anyone who comes to you and says they're lost in the meaning, don't get lost in the meaning. Accept the meaning for what it is. Don't overanalyze it. Don't overthink it. It's not meant to be that way. If it's 444, I think it was an exclamation point. Pay attention. You're going to have prosperity coming up. Don't be consumed by negative thoughts of what if this happens? What if that happens? Sure. What if the aliens come down and invade us next year and we're like Independence Day and we're fighting the aliens in this global war? What if, you know, we're, what if we, we discover energy without any, any kind of repercussions and global warming is not an issue anymore? Sure. What if, but we're living in the here and now. You can't, consume yourself with what if thoughts. And so even when spiritual experiences happen, you can't get consumed by overanalyzing it with our human minds because we're not going to understand everything spiritual. We're not spiritual yet. That's There's so things true. that we don't understand. A hundred percent. It's funny you brought up the aliens. I tell my boyfriend, I'm like, I'm pretty sure the aliens are very nice and kind. They've been documenting aliens since Egyptian times and they haven't wiped us out yet. But it's funny because, um, I know like even during like the riots and the presidential elections, like the government started coming out in the States saying- Releasing yeah, information about aliens. <laughs> yeah, we have proof. Like it was on Fox News and CNN and it wasn't like just a hoax anymore. And it's funny because there have been times where, you know, during nuclear testing where they've said like these ships come and now they can't deploy their missiles to test them. So I'm like, I'm pretty sure they're meant to save us. But it's funny you bring them up because- Whenever he talks about them, I'm like, well, if they come, I'm going with them. <laughs> I love, I love, I love alien stuff. My best friend's a real big into alien and she got me into it because she's, she's seen them before. And I was out stargazing with her oh. at her family property outside of Tampa a couple of years ago in January, 2020, 2019 or 2020. And we, I saw something go in 90 degree angles. It looked like a, a, a plane, but it went like this, 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 and shot off. We don't have conventional yeah. aircraft that does that. Yeah, so shooting stars don't even go like they don't, that. They don't go in square boxes and yeah. then shoot off with three 90-degree angles. So I was like, okay, that's not something we have. And I felt the connecting on that, on a spiritual plane. I feel like there are a lot, there's a lot, there's, the universe is teeming with life. If you look at postulates and stuff and you think, well, how many hundreds of billions of stars are there in our galaxy universe? I mean, in my lifetime alone, I went from when I was like five, six years old studying planets a lot. I was really nerdy like that. And it was like nine planets in the solar system. And Pluto's not a planet. Oh, wait, Pluto's an exoplanet. It's like all this stuff. I'm like, whoa. And now it's like, oh, there's billions of planets out there. And there's billions of planets just like Earth. And I'm like, well, gee, do we yeah. need anything more at this point to understand that we're not alone? No, I hope they're, have, they're probably having these same conversations too, wherever they are. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, so what is one thing that maybe all of us can do today if we want to start tapping into our psychic abilities or our intuitive gifts? 
So where's the one place where you would start? Start with yourself, meditate, pray, utilize what's within you and understand that we're all connectors. We're all connected. So you could have this dream that you're just like, oh, I had this really strange dream. My grandmother's voice came to me and said, I love you. Well, great. That's a start. Pay attention to that. Have a dream journal. Mm-hmm. Meditate with crystals. Go to spiritual places. I know you asked for one thing, but I'm yeah. so enthusiastic. I'll give you 10. Give us all the tips. Yeah. (laughs) You can go to, I went to Sedona, Arizona. And before that, I thought crystals were rocks that had no meaning to them. Now you see a bunch of them behind me. My whole house has them. I meditate. I pray with crystals. If anyone's going through a breakup or grieving someone, I say rose quartz. Um, Going to Sedona opened me up. The ley lines, the red rocks, the being with nature. Those are all things that I find help me feel more in tune with things and not doubting. Look, you're going to have setbacks. You're going to have people that don't like you. You're going to have people that don't believe you. You're going to have people who, who try to naysay you. Well, it's okay. Receive that as is. Stay on your course and know that if you want to build your own intuitive abilities, you can. It's like riding a bike. It's like going to the gym or whatever it is. Fitness is just like anything else, like psychic abilities. If you focus your efforts, your intention, and your time to manifest it, guess what? It'll come. I love it because we all have the ability. And like you said, it's just being open to it. Okay, so before we end, I do want to ask you about some of the weird experiences that I've had. (laughs) So growing up, um, my mom and sister always told me that I was a special child. That's how they would say it. My mom said, like, I would say things and then they would start happening. So now knowing about manifestation, like, I don't know if I was just one of those kids, like all kids are born knowing So I don't know if I was one of those kids who were just basically setting intention and creating or if I was psychic, but she said like, you know, like crazy things. Like I went to Haiti as a child. My parents were in a different part of town. They came back the day that they were coming back before, you know, this was before cell phones. So no one knew that they were coming back that day, but I was like, mommy and dad are coming back today and they're bringing me a bike. I was dancing all around the house. So excited. They came, they brought me a bike. There was a time where my aunt, was upstairs. I came back downstairs and told my mom, oh, like my aunt, she's talking to some man upstairs. My mom was like, okay. So later my, my aunt comes downstairs. My mom was like, oh, who came upstairs to visit you? And she was like, nobody. And then she was like, oh, Carly said that you were upstairs and some man came to visit you. And she, her eyes got big. My mom was like, oh, like I had a dream and some man came in my dream and was visiting me and like weird stuff like that. Those things, I don't have any memory of them. They were usually happen. I think I was about from anywhere from two up until five. The one that I, I had two experiences more recently that I remember. The first one um, I'll share first. I was in fifth grade. There was a show called Touch by, no, It's a Miracle. I don't know if you've ever seen that show. It was a very old Pretty show. Good, yeah. Yeah, people would go on the show and talk about how, you know, their lives were saved and with these crazy disasters, they were saved. And there were some people who would say that they saw angels or spirits when they were having their encounters who saved them. So then I was thinking about the show and it was probably like five o'clock in the morning. I had to be up by six to go to school, but I was just awake. And I told myself, I was like, oh, like I want to see an angel. It'd be cool to see an angel. And I turn around and there was this woman standing in my room (laughs) and I could tell by her features, she was pale. She had very long, dark, curly hair. And she was just staring at me, very kind looking and smiling. But you know, there's this woman standing in my room. (laughs) You weren't afraid. Well, I got scared. Okay. (laughs) I got scared and I stared at her, even though she looked very kind, I could still see her face in my head. Um, I screamed and she reacted which I was not expecting she jumped and she covered her mouth and her her eyes got big started shaking her head like saying no like kind of like don't scream after I saw her move I like lost it I started crying head in the pillow and I remember while I'm crying in my head I was like why didn't God tell her I was gonna scream because I the way she reacted scared me because she got very animated um so yeah I wanted to ask you about that because I know some people say sometimes like, oh, it may seem like one thing, but it might actually be something else like good spirits versus bad spirits. Not sure how much I believe in good versus bad spirits anymore, but I was just curious because it was strange to me that she reacted when I screamed. <laughs> that was very alarming to me. <laughs> you know what pixels are, right? 
pixels just like it just like pixels like in 4k tvs have and, pixels that yeah. we don't even notice but like yes you were to zoom in on it you see it yes. individual little dots right yes as you were telling me all those examples oh my god it, it seems pixelated that you're spiritual and psychic yourself the words I, I wrote down something words i write down as i listen to voices like listen you talk your energetic vibrations give me things and i put spiritual intuitive empath precognitive creative which we see energetic healing will greatly benefit you to be a practitioner energetic healing as well as receiving regularly like reiki oh energy healing pranic energy healing and i got angelic healing before you said the word angel there's something wow. about angelic healing that you're going to learn more about oh you're also God. going to publish and write on these topics from personal experiences <laughs> in the future and i feel like when you zoom out and you you look at all that you're going to see that the thing in common with all those things is you and your own oh spirituality God. and your own spiritual skills. And so I would receive it as such. You could go through all those examples with me and I could break down all those examples, but the common denominator, just like with myself is when you have a lot of spiritual things happen and they coincide with so many things in your life, there's a reason and a purpose. And I believe that the universe wants you to be a messenger, to relay messages with your scientific background and your intuitive abilities to connect the bridge for a lot of people, not only in your own personal life, but people through your platform to help people understand this stuff better, that you're a communicator like I am. Like we go on podcasts and we share spiritual things and uh, there's a reason. And all the stuff that I'm listing out here, I see you pursuing them as you go. So you're at the beginning of a spiritual journey. That is crazy. I mean, look at your creative thing. We're talking about your backdrop, how much I love. You took something, (laughs) you took something, you know, people get very elaborate trying to figure out backdrops. They come up with virtual ones. Um, you know, for me, we just keep simple backgrounds for our, our audience that we do for our show. But I would say it's beautiful. You're able to create your own oh, background. My and it looks, and yeah, <laughs> but it's beautiful because it relays your inside out. It relates your creative vibe. And it also sets a trend. And that's what I think your gifts are. You're going to see as you go, your intuitive abilities are going to grow. Um, you're going to pass this down to children. I see, I see a daughter or somebody who's very intuitive in the future that you're going to see when you go, as you go. You're entrepreneurial. You're not going to be working as a scientist full-time. You're going to have your scientific background, but this is going to become nourishing enough for you that you'll be able to make this work for you the way it's 555 right now, my time in Tampa. Oh there's my God, your, it's 555 right now. There's your synchronicity. <laughs> there's your synchronicity that you were asking about earlier, right? I was it's telling you about your future. Yeah, we're it's 555, new beginnings, new openings. That's what that means. Oh my God. And as it happens, as you're as talking we, about that. There's oh your example God. on the air. Perfect example. It happens to me every day like that. Every day during, it was just 5444 4, 4 on our time frame. So that should give you the validation, understand the stuff I'm telling you. You're, you're, you're supposed to be a messenger. You're going to have things come seamless to you as a messenger as you go on with your creative abilities to distinguish your opportunities. It's going to be very powerful. I, I like resonate with so much of that because it's crazy because I've heard like other people like mention other things too. And that's one of the things that, first of all, I said that I was going to be a bridge between <laughs> science and spirituality or even like religion and spirit. Like I grew up Catholic. I wasn't crazy Me too. religious. Me too. Yeah, I, I, got, I wasn't. I got crazy. the Holy Mother right here. <laughs> yeah, I got, she's in my room. <laughs> I wasn't like crazy religious and it's crazy because I'm, I'm so happy. I remember there are mornings where I did not want to go to church. I would pretend to be sleeping the whole time so I wouldn't have to go. But it's like, I know that I'm here, like being able to grasp all the spiritual and manifestation and all that stuff because of my religious background. And it's like such a beautiful thing. But yeah, I've said things like being the bridge and, you know, I've been affirming, like even I've been telling myself like, oh, like I love being a scientist. Just like you, I'm going to keep up my scientific um, license so I can continue to, you know, practice. But yeah. I've been telling myself that, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave this. Like, there are things that are going yeah. on at work sometimes. And, like, part of me is just like, oh, well, this won't even matter in a while. <laughs> and Welcome like, to my life. That's how yeah. I feel, too. I'm the same. I'm like, I'm just looking at the big picture right now. Like, what's ahead? If you look at what's ahead and you can see you're, you're fitting into it. And these pieces that fit in for you where you're doing the app and you're doing, you know, the YouTube channel and, you're, and, and you've gone from a scientific background and doing these non-scientific things, as they say, until they understand, until science catches up, mm-hmm. science will catch up. And I believe it'll happen in our lifetime. Science yeah, is going right. to be able to figure out the soul leaving the body at death. There's going to be something that comes through as a study. They may not have done it yet. If they have, I'm not sure, but you're going to find that. And you're going to have that opportunity to be that bridge because your credibility, 
you're coming through it from a, a, a officially trained background as a scientist and you have to keep prerequisites and understand all these things and concepts and postulates and scientific method, all that stuff. And you're going to find that at some point it's going to catch up and it's not going to be considered paranormal anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Which is what I started off with. I was like, Oh, I don't think it's supernatural anymore. Like what we're talking about. It's just, it's just, natural. just a natural way of, of being. <laughs> Life yeah. doesn't end when we end, it continues. And we're just exactly. bodies as avatars on this planet operating here in this place to learn. And, and, and the key that I find a successful life is how much can you do to help other people? How much can exactly. you do to bring gravity to people and help clarity and, and reassurance and what good deeds can you do and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, yeah. Because like for me personally, and I know it might be the same for others, I've realized there may have been like a pattern of fear so I told you when I saw the angel that time, I, I, was, I was in fifth grade and, you know, there's a woman in my room, you know, <laughs> so I screamed and I remember I prayed to God. I was like, God, thank you for sending me the angel. I know I asked for it, but just don't ever send me any angels again. I made that prayer and I kind of cut it off. And um, I was kind of, I was always like open to stuff. I always questioned things like even mm-hmm. me having my spiritual awakening I would always ask my cat. I'm like, I know, you know, the secret to life. Tell me the secret to life. Look into my cat's eyes. And he's staring at me now. And I would tell him, I'm like, what's the meaning to life? I know, you know, I know all the animals know because they just go with flow. And then that's when I started learning about law of attraction, manifestation, all of that stuff. And then when I first started learning about all this stuff, it all jived really well. I remember there was a time I was in my bedroom I was about to go to sleep. I wasn't like sleepy or anything, but you know, your mind's going about to go to sleep. There was a time where literally it's like someone turned off my thoughts, like flip the switch, quiet, instant quiet, which I need to tap back into that. It would make meditation so much easier. But literally just turned off. Like my mind just turned off, like in the middle of a thought and my eyes are closed because, you know, I was trying to go to sleep. And then I saw like, it looked like this tribal woman's face just like appeared in my mind's eye. And I just heard a voice, which was very distinct. It wasn't my voice. It's never, it wasn't a voice that I've ever heard before. And she just said, you need to work on yourself. And then that was it. And then I got so connected and I got, I was like, oh my God, I just connected to spirit. And it's funny. Cause I just had this rush of a high. But then my mind started thinking again, like, oh, like, well, what if this was like a bad spirit or something? That's and even when, even as I had that thought, I felt like that high in my body still wasn't ready to like leave yet until I actually started getting scared. So I brought in that fear aspect again. And then I remember I was like scared. I didn't even want to open my eyes. And I, I, I remember I was like trying to communicate with my cat telepathically because he was out of the room at the time. And I didn't want to open my eyes or call for him. And his name is Tadashi. And I was like, Tadashi, if you're here, just I just please come. And literally within like like a minute, he came into my room and jumped on the bed with me. And I was like, oh, thank God. But it's, it's funny because I connected with him in that way. And he Think about animals. Come. Animals are a part of our entire entities. Like having yes. I have two parrots. I grew up yeah. with a bird. I have two parrots. And my parrots that I have now, they, they, they bonded with me so well over the last six years. And they helped nourish me on every day during the pandemic and everything. And like your cat, like your stories with your cat, like there are loved ones. There are pet loved ones. There's their animal, but there's still energy. And they continue with us. Yes. When they, when they cross over, guess where they go? Right where we go. Oh, anyone who greets their pet guess what your loved one's always with you and they're sent to guide us and, and nourish us i had a bad breakup a few years ago my bird got out of, i have an african gray timna timna she came out of the cage she figured out how to get out of her cage and fly to me as i was sleeping on the couch the night i was by myself the, the first night and slept on my shoulder and i woke up with her nestled on me like these oh are small God. creatures i could have crushed her in my sleep she slept on my shoulder and i was like Pepper, how the hell did you get out of the cage and fly to me from the other room to comfort me? Because you knew I was upset. I was like, oh my God, that's amazing. Oh how did God, she do that? that? She hasn't done it since. Oh my <laughs> God. Yeah. yeah. And my cat, you know, people always say stuff about cats. How, I mean, I just think it's because they know that they were worshipped in Egypt, I, but they have like that prissy type of attitude, like the world revolves around me compared to dogs. But my um, sister, sometimes she has seizures. And there are times where she's been sick and she felt off, even if she didn't have a seizure. She said, whenever my, if my cat was at the house, he would always like come and like lay in the bed with her. So they're definitely animals. know a hundred percent. So yeah. So 
what would your um, advice be? Like for me, I've realized that it's fear and I'm trying to get away from the fear. Don't fear. I don't don't really feel it as much, but I think being scared of seeing the angel in fifth grade and even that um, experience that I had more recently, I think that was like two years ago with the voice that I heard in my head. I did introduce some fear with it after and I don't want to inhibit myself. And I know for other people might feel a little like scary, you know, tapping into the unknown or the spirit realm, if you will. So what's your um, advice for anyone who feels any type of fear? Around Don't fear. This? Okay. Don't fear. How do you I, not you're, fear? <laughs> and you're talking to someone who used to sleep with the lights on for 10 years. So I have some background with fear. When I first had my mediumship experience and I had all these connections going on, I was like, and I got woken up in my sleep from you know, dreams or spiritual feeling. And so I would tell you not to try to limit the fear and know that your intention, that what you have the right intention, just say, I'm open to receiving positive messages for healing and love. I'm here to help other people. I'm an instrument. I'm here to give reassurance. You utilize your power of intention and the law of attraction and manifestation to guide you on your spiritual journey. Please bring me positive experiences that I won't have any fear derived from. I'll, I'll, I'll accept the messages that come through. I'll realize they're coming through for a reason bigger than what I even understand. For several years, I kept shying it away. I'm not a medium. I'm not a medium. I'm not going to do this anymore. And I get on an airplane and fly to Texas for my legal job and sit next to a woman who's grieving her daughter who just died and was on her way to go visit the beach house that her daughter went to. And she painted a portrait, uh, a seascape. And I told her that finally and found out, yeah, you're right. My daughter passed. My point in that is and those details were correct. You can't, you can't shy it away. It's always part of us. It's like, you know, you can't, you can't stop breathing until you're on the other side Well, you can't stop being intuitive and having a spiritual connection till we're on the other side as well. If we can accept ourselves as spiritual bodies living in a physical world, you won't have as much fear. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I love it. And I, I love how you brought in using the power of intention and just, yeah, having those intentions. Cause that's something that I started doing too. It's like, if I don't focus on the quote unquote negative energies, like I feel like the only reason why they exist is because people bring them into existence. Yeah. So if I myself don't focus on them, then that's all, you know, it has to do. Cause I honestly, you know, you could correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't even think there's like a big to do about protecting my energy. I just have the intention and the assumption that my energy is protected yeah. and you know, I'm only surrounded by good spirits, kind of like when I go out into the world and I just expect that people are inherently good and the people that are even quote unquote bad, they just forgot who they are. You know, I'm blessed to remember who I am, but yeah, so. Well, and look at our conversation today. Look at all the examples you've provided within your own right of positive messaging coming through to you and others you know. True. And if you look at it that way, and that's usually the larger scope of things, you know, I, I, I would say that that gives you reassurance right there. And the fear represents our misunderstanding of what's ahead. People 200 years ago, if you showed them an iPhone, would run away from you thinking you're a witch, right? True. <laughs> Correct. And so if you think of that and think of where we've come, think if you are able to understand that we are spiritual beings living in a physical world, that, that little line right there, and anything that happens spiritually happens for a reason and that the intentions are positive. If you approach it with the right mindset, I think you'll be able to start enjoying this more rather than fearing it. And the only reason we fear is we don't understand it. Exactly. Think iPhone in 1800, what would have happened to you? <laughs> they would have burned it. <laughs> this has been so much fun. So to close, is there any last minute words you want to share with my audience? Any advice, any takeaways, as well as how can they connect with you further? Sure. Anyone wants to connect to me, you go to my website, www.thesocialpsychic.com. I also have the handle on Instagram that I use the most, but I have uh, Facebook group and all that for the social. If you look up the social psychic or Jason Zooks, the UK, you'll find me in terms of what to leave as a message. Look, we're all overwhelmed still. We're dealing with a lot of things. If anyone's listening to this and they're worried about something, take three deep breaths and do it meaningfully for yourself. And when you do the deep breaths, think of positive energy, loving, healing energy coming into your lungs and your body. And as you expel, think of negative stuff, fear, apprehension, worry, all coming out, leaving. And do that anytime you want. Start learning how to do that for yourself. I know it's breath work, it's meditation, but it's natural. It's what we're about. We're all about our breath. And if we can learn to ground ourselves and not fear things and also understand that all those what if thoughts we pollute ourselves with in our minds, that most of those what if thoughts will likely never happen. So if you're not worrying about a what if thought that's not ever going to happen, you're probably not going to be plagued by it. And you'll be able to come up with a better quality of life for yourself. A, a, A spiritual life to me is an upgrade. And it just represents our full capacity of where we are and all pistons flailing within ourselves. 
and it'll make you a more holistic person and you'll really understand your meaning in this universe. I hope that episode resonated with you and I hope it really allowed you to tap into the knowing that we all have psychic and intuitive abilities. And the most beautiful thing is once we allow ourselves to be open to these gifts, they will reveal themselves to us more and more each and every day. So if you are listening to this and you are questioning about your power and the gifts which lie within you, declare right now your psychic and intuitive abilities and watch what happens. Me following my intuition is what led to me wanting to create this podcast as well as create personalized manifestation tools such as guided meditations, affirmations, subliminals, and self-concept rampages tailored and made specifically for beautiful souls just like yourself. So imagine using these incredible tools which you use to amplify the power which already lies within you, but having these tools made custom to you. Through meeting on Zoom, we discuss all of the incredible things you are manifesting for yourself and allow ourselves to get really detailed into what type of tools we can create for you, what type of phrases, affirmations, and even names and locations we can add into these incredible tools in order for you to really connect with the knowing that all of these amazing things that you are creating for yourself exist for you right now. I am so excited to create these tools for you. So if you haven't signed up yet and you are interested, be sure to click the link in the show notes so then you can be one of the first ones to have your very own personalized manifestation tools. But until next time, beautiful soul, remember that light that is shining within you is not meant to be dulled. Allow yourself to go out into the world unapologetically you, embracing all of your gifts and the things that uniquely make you you. I am rooting for you, I love you, and I support you. Until next time, sending you all peace, love, and high vibes. Bye!